Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Would you be the jerk for reminding your parents that your stepsister ruined your family's future? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for banning my husband's sister from my house until she uses the name of my twins? I, 38-year-old female, am married with two children, twins Amy and Nina, 6-year-old female. We live in the same town as most of his families in the house I inherited from my grandfather. It's the biggest house in the family, so we often host family gatherings. My husband's youngest sister Jane, 31-year-old female, has been traveling for work ever since her early 20s. Mid-2022, she moved in with her fiancé about half an hour drive away from us. After that, Jane shows up regularly at family gatherings and rebuilds relationships with her family members. The only thing she never bothers to do is address my daughters by their names. Amy and Nina are identical twins. I understand when people refer to them as the twins, but I think it's important that their individuality is respected. I always tell family and friends that now they're six years old, it's important for them to have their own identity and if possible, please treat them as an individual rather than a pair or a unit. My girls have different interests in hair and dressing styles so it's not hard to tell them apart. Jane always insists on calling the girls the twins and makes no effort to distinguish them. I asked her many times to treat them as individuals like her other nieces and nephews and Jane would say okay and then keep doing the same thing. Last Christmas, Amy made paper cranes and Nina painted flower pictures as their Christmas gifts to everyone in the family. They signed their names and individually handed the gift to everyone. Jane's fiancé had to work this year and didn't join us, so after brunch, she video called him in the living room while the rest of us did our things nearby. Her fiancé saw the crane in her hand and asked where she got it and Jane said, Oh, one of the twins gave it to me for Christmas. The other twin drew some flowers. I felt that this was a disrespect as my girls put a lot of effort into the gifts and deserve to have their private dedication recognized. When everyone left, I told Jane I expected her to call my girls Amy and Nina from now on and to treat them like individuals and know their differences. Jane said that she won't bother as my girls are too young. So I told her she's banned from my house until she learns how to address my girls by their names. Jane just stomped off. My husband agreed with me on this. A few days ago, my mother-in-law called to plan my husband's birthday in early February. I told her we could have the party at my house like usual, but Jane would not be invited. My mother-in-law was alarmed and asked why, and when she learned of what happened, she was mad at Jane. Jane called me a few hours ago, calling me a jerk for making a big deal out of something insignificant. She said my girls would be known as the twins whether I like it or not, and once they get older, people will recognize them as individuals, but not now when they're young and just another couple of girls. She said she deserves to be with her family for her brother's birthday, and I need to let it go. Am I the jerk? I think at six years old, especially considering they have pretty clear different interests, hairstyles, probably even clothing preferences, they're pretty clearly already becoming their own persons. They don't deserve to just be the twins. And really, they need to kind of put themselves in the girl's position. If Jane had an identical twin and they were starting to come into their own, would they be fine with continuously being referred to as just one of the twins? Not even just Amy and Nina, but just 
one of the twins, one of them. I'm not sure which one, but one of them did this thing. I definitely think OP's right here. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my friend she can't eat? I, 22, female, and my ex-friend, 23-year-old female, used to like going out a lot. We would frequently eat in the city, and since my family is more upper class and hers are more middle working class, I end up paying from 75-100% to of the meals we eat. At first, I didn't mind paying, but ever since I started to object, she would make snarky comments like, What, daddy didn't pay your trust fund? Or, What's the point of having so much money if you're not going to spend it on your friends? Or, You're so stingy, you know I don't have as much money as you do. Yet, every time we went out, she would pick the more expensive and fancy restaurants. And as soon as it's time to pay, she would be like, Oh, you'll cover the bill, right? Or, Sorry, I didn't bring my wallet. It's just excuse after excuse with her, and I just get so annoyed that last time we went out to eat, I asked her if she would pay her half. She told me, No, I don't have enough money. So I said, Well, then you're not eating. At first, she laughed, and when she saw my face, she looked at me like, You're joking, right? At that point, I got so fed up, I told her, If you're not willing to pay your half of the meal, then I'm not buying you food. You're a full-grown woman with a bank account. Use it. After she heard that, she got angry and we kept arguing so loudly that we got kicked out of the restaurant. And to top it all off, she had the audacity to demand me to call her an Uber because it was my fault that we got kicked out of the restaurant. Of course, I didn't and left her there, but ever since that night, my friends have been blowing up my phone calling me a jerk for leaving her there at 11pm at night. So Reddit, am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk. How many people in that situation are going to continuously be fine or swallow any feelings there? It's one thing if you're in a financial position and you regularly choose to pick up that tab, but when they start expecting you and kind of pushing it on you, that's not cool. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my son the reason he looks more like his mom and not me is because his other mom birthed him? My wife and I are a same-sex couple, and we've been together for over 10 years. My wife is the one who is pregnant with our son, 10-year-old male, and his sister, 5-year-old male. Lately, our son has been coming home from school and continuously asking why he looks more like his other mommy but looks nothing like me. This was a conversation my wife avoided having for a long time, but he kept asking. I decided to explain to him that he looks like his other mommy and not me because he was in her tummy and has half of her genetics. And that's why he looks more like mommy than me. He seemed okay with that. My wife noticed that he no longer was asking and asked me why he wasn't asking this question anymore. I told her that I explained he was in mommy's tummy and shares half of her genetics. She was ticked with me and got into a massive argument saying I shouldn't have told him that. Personally, I can't see what I did wrong as I explained what he wanted to know. He was okay with that. I told him, although you weren't in my tummy, I love you just as much, if not a little more than other mommy does. Am I the jerk? I mean, I can't outright say OP's the jerk here. I guess I'm just curious if the sentiment is, if OP's going to explain that, should they explain the full situation instead of just, you were in mommy's tummy, that's why you split half of her genetics? And I guess the other question is, is OP a jerk for not being on the same page with their partner when they went ahead and told them? But personally, I do think it's better to just kind of try to explain the world as it is to your kids when they have a question like that. That's why I wouldn't fault OP. Our next story is, am I the jerk for kicking my friend out of my wedding? My husband, 30-year-old male, and I, 26-year-old female, recently got married on the 15th. 
I had invited my friend Lizzie, fake name, 27-year-old female, and she was a bridesmaid at my wedding. A few days before the wedding, Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. She told me the good news, she was pregnant. I was obviously over the moon from her, but celebrated. She told me she was going to announce it at my wedding reception. I basically told her I was super happy for her and this new chapter of her life, but this was my day. This was my one special day. She can tell people literally tomorrow, but she can't tell anyone on my wedding day. I know I sound selfish, but my now husband and I have been waiting on this moment for years and I don't want to share it. I just want it to be my one day. Anyway, day of the wedding comes and she makes her speech. At the end of her speech, Lizzie takes ultrasound pictures out from her pocket and says, I'm having a baby, and then goes and sits down. Everyone was pouring their congratulations and I brought her aside and basically said, What the freak did you do that for? But you announced your pregnancy the week I got engaged. I told her to leave. She didn't believe me. I told her she was pregnant, so definitely sober, so she could definitely drive herself home. It ended up being the most amazing night, but I do feel I was harsh on her. But in the moment, I felt very much it was my only choice. Anyway, am I the jerk? I don't think Opie's the jerk here because beforehand, they told them they're not comfortable with them sharing that news at their wedding and trying to hijack their day. So after they do so and they start getting that hijacked situation, telling them immediately, hey, go home, 
best way to kind of rectify that because nobody's going to be singling them out and giving them all this praise. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom that she's being completely insensitive about her cheating? My 45-year-old female, mom, and my 43-year-old male dad recently got a divorce after my mom confessed to cheating on my dad with a female coworker. My mom and dad sat me and my siblings down a few months ago to tell us the news, and we were devastated to say the least. Because of this, my stepdad has to move somewhere nearly three hours away. This has put a ton of stress on me and my siblings, as we now have to juggle spending time with three parents, mom, bio dad, and stepdad. The truly messed up part about this is that it seemed like my mom doesn't care about this at all. She constantly visits the woman she cheated with, as well as having unmuted calls with her while making dinner. It's come to the point where I honestly think my mom cares more about her than me and my siblings, as she always spends her free time with her instead of us. On multiple occasions, I've told my mom that I don't want anything to do with her new girlfriend, which she respected at first, but now has been adamant on me meeting her, which I'm very uncomfortable with. A lot of this has been bubbling up inside of me for a while, and I really want to call her out for being so insensitive to me and my siblings' feelings. Would I be the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. It's pretty clear that the mom is putting her new relationship and her new fascination with her over really anything else that's going on in her life, and understandably, it's upsetting. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my girlfriend that my loyalties lie with my baby brother? My little brother recently moved in with me. It was a huge shock at first. My brother, Will, 17, is female to male. I, male 34, had no idea he was trans or even questioning his gender. He always seemed perfectly happy as a girl. You know, he was very feminine presenting and all. Turns out he came out to our parents after getting his hair cut, and they didn't take it well in the slightest. From what he's told me, he wasn't exactly kicked out. They just started being unbearable. They were calling him Myla in every sentence they said just to annoy him, I suppose. Mom kept booking him in for appointments to get hair extensions and his lashes done. Our dad didn't let him wear the male uniform to sixth form and so on. It got so bad that he literally took a train from down south to up the north to ask if he could live with me. Of course, I said yes. The house is big enough to have him live here. There's four bedrooms and an attic room. My girlfriend Nico, 32, was irritated when she found out. We've discussed her moving in before Will came and now she's telling me that she won't move in until Will leaves. I've explained to her that Will isn't a child we'd have to constantly supervise, that if anything, he's the one making the place more livable. He's very insistent on adding on to the home decor and so on, as well as being better than me at cleaning, and that the house is large enough to still have the privacy even with him around. Nico's argued that it's not truly ours if Will is always there, that we won't be able to start trying to conceive, that she's not willing to live with a hormonal and rebellious teenager, and that she's just flat out uncomfortable with Will being near her and living with her and her son, male 10, in the same home. Ultimately, I've told her that my loyalties lie with my baby brother, who is homeless and vulnerable, unlike the grown woman with a good-paying job and a home of her own. She's called my mom up to complain about it, and she said that I was in the wrong for prioritizing Will, and Will himself said that he doesn't want to be causing problems in my relationship. I mean, I think OP's partner made their opinions pretty clear, and hey, they're totally fine to have those opinions if they don't want to share a house or a living situation with Will. They have every right, but I don't think your relationship is going to last here, clearly. I think just considering the life situation, OP and their partner just aren't compatible. 
I certainly don't think OP's the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for being ticked that my daughter-in-law won't accommodate my allergy so I'm not going to her dinner? I am very, very frustrated. My son has been married to my daughter-in-law for three years now. I've always made extra dishes that didn't include meat to accommodate her. No matter how much it was a pain to do, I always made sure she had options to eat when I hosted or she was over. She's vegetarian and at one point tried to go vegan. My son and her never hosted due to living in a small apartment, but that changed since they've just bought a home. They're having a dinner this week and I called her to remind her I'm allergic to nuts. She then informed me that she doesn't have time and to bring my own food. She told me that she cooks a lot with different nuts and she can't make adjustments to her menu. This is where I might be a jerk. I told her I will not be going and neither will my husband, that I've accommodated her for years and not once have I made her bring her own food. This started an argument where she thinks I'm being unreasonable. My husband's on my side, but my son and her are very upset. I don't think OP's the jerk here. Allergies are not something that you play around with or just go, eh, I'm not really feeling like accommodating for that. If you want to show up, that's okay. If not, that's up to you. I mean, depending on the allergy and the severity, that could be a life or death decision that they're making. You can't fault somebody for not wanting to show up to something like that. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my brother-in-law to pay me $700 for my lost coat when I bought it for $100? Last year, I was at the mall with my fiancé when I saw this awesome cashmere-slash-wool coat. It was perfect in every way, and there was only one left in my size. The best news was that it was on clearance for $100, so I bought it without a second thought. I've worn it several times last year, but it hasn't been cold enough this year for me to break out the coat. Last week, when I saw the news about the upcoming cold front, I decided it was time to take it to the dry cleaners so that I can wear it this week. After tearing all my closets apart without seeing it, I asked my fiancé if she had seen it. She told me that she hadn't seen me wear it in a while, so she lent it to her brother to wear to a wedding. I was annoyed at hearing this, but decided not to make a big deal, so I simply told her to tell her brother to bring it back so I could get it dry cleaned. Thursday rolls around and he hasn't brought it back, so I asked her about it again. Nothing. Come Friday and I haven't heard anything, so I called him. He said that he told my wife on Tuesday that he got drunk at the wedding. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. And lost my coat. I was super annoyed at this, so I told him he owes that exact coat from that exact brand. Last night, my fiance came home from work in a mood and handed me $100. She said that her brother dropped off the money and I shouldn't have made her brother pay for the coat since I knew he doesn't make very much and I haven't worn it but a handful of times. I looked at the $100 and told her I wanted a replacement coat or the amount it currently costs so that I can buy a new one and that $100 won't cover it. She said he went to the store and it costs $700 now, but she knew I only paid $100 for it, so she told him $100 would cover the cost. I argue that $100 doesn't buy me a new coat. 
We went back and forth but couldn't find any common ground. She offered to throw in an extra $100 of her own money and said sarcastically that I'm coming out ahead. I argued that I'm still out of coat and nothing will satisfy my loss except for a replacement coat. She argued that I don't have to have the exact coat and I can buy a similar one with $200. She thought I was being ridiculous and called her parents on speakerphone. Of course, they sided with their children and her dad tried to say that a man shouldn't be so hung up on a coat. I told him that a man replaces what he loses. So now they're all mad at me for wanting to make a profit from their son and intimating that he's not a man. Am I wrong for wanting the same coat as a replacement? I mean, they're all going on about the $700, but that's not what OP's going on about. They're going on about the coat. All they want is the coat back. They want an equal level replacement. OP can't control how much it goes up or down in price. They just want their coat back, and I don't blame them. If somebody borrows a painting from a relative to add decor to their house, let's say the artist who made that painting dies in the meantime, and the value of that painting goes way up, and they lose it, Is the original person in the wrong for saying, hey, I want my painting back? It's not that they're asking for millions of dollars, they just want their property back. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my dad he turned me asexual slash lesbian? My dad is the typical overprotective dad who didn't let me or my younger sisters wear nice clothes, go on dates, have male friends, have guys on social media or anything else. My mom goes along with whatever he says. It was much harder on my sisters because, it turns out, I'm asexual slash gray sexual with romantic attraction to women because I was happy to wear baggy flannels and hang out with girls. My parents constantly used me as an example to my sisters. It caused a lot of resentment which still lingers. I finally came out to them after the holidays because 1. I'm finally sure of my identity and 2. My mom started making, when are you having grandbabies, comments now that I'm old. My mom is still struggling but trying. My dad is not taking it well. He keeps suggesting therapy, sending me weird links, trying to set me up, etc. Last time we talked, he started with, I must be a terrible father. Where did I go wrong? I snapped. I told him that he shouldn't be surprised I turned out like this since he never let me dress or act feminine and yelled at me every time I talked to boys. I told him that it was too late for me and that if he wanted to save my sisters, he should let them do normal girl things. He hasn't talked to me since. My mom keeps asking me to apologize and just try therapy because apparently his spirit is broken. My sisters are conflicted because they can finally breathe but he's completely withdrawn from them now. They don't want me to back down though because they're afraid of things going back to how they were. I feel guilty because I'm perpetuating the idea that there's something inherently wrong with people who aren't cis, hetero, etc. That we are the way we are because we're damaged or broken. Am I the jerk? I really don't think OP's the jerk here, especially when their parents are of the opinion, oh, your sexuality isn't what we want it to be? Try therapy. And honestly, for all I know, OP might be telling at least some segment of the truth, being only forced to experience one kind of thing all your life. Maybe that is part of why OP latched onto that or found comfort in that. Regardless, parents who try to restrict their daughters from doing what is considered normal girl stuff because they're afraid of, God forbid, them trying to sneak around with boys or whatnot. I mean, that's just always been a ridiculous thing to see. I mean, just look at the siblings' reactions. They're all like, wow, you broke the guy, but also, thank you. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my husband I'll move back in once my stepdaughter and her family move out? 
I married my husband when his daughter Trudy was 22. She's now 36. He was 47 and I was 32. I have two kids, 20 and 18 now. Both are away at college. Trudy never liked me and that was fine. She has a mother and she was a full adult living on her own when we met. Her parents had been divorced for six years when I met her father. We live in a city with lots of tourism, so it was an easy decision to keep my apartment and do short-term rentals when my kids and I moved in with my husband. We also use it for out-of-town guests. Trudy and her husband ran into some financial problems last year. Trudy and her family of four moved in with us. We agreed that after the holidays, I would stop taking reservations for my apartment and they could move in there. They would sign a lease and we would rent it to them without collecting rent so they could build up rental history and money. Trudy moved in last October. It was heck. She doesn't help around the house and neither do her kids. Her husband is working his butt off to get money together for them so he comes home exhausted and he's more help than her or their kids. The three of them leave dirty dishes everywhere, dirty laundry everywhere. The house is just a mess. I've spoken to all of them, including my husband about this. My son-in-law is the only one who makes an effort. Trudy literally said that I live in her father's house, so I don't get to tell her what to do. My husband did not back me up, so I moved out. My apartment's now empty since the holidays are over. I said I didn't want them treating my property like they were treating my husband's home. They're all mad at me for leaving and changing the plan. She actually threatened to sue me since they have a signed lease. I told her to go ahead since I could prove that I never got the agreed upon deposit or first and last month's rent, which we were going to cover to help them start over. I've been here for a week now and it's great. No noise, no mess, a much better commute for me to my work. My husband's been spending a few nights a week here with me. He wants me to come home and give them the apartment like we agreed. I said I would do that if we went back to his house that minute and it was in good shape. Narrator's voiceover goes here. It was not. It was disgusting. Like it smelled bad. It was like if five teenage boys were living there with no supervision. She saw me looking around in disgust and said that it wasn't her fault and that the mess was because they didn't have their own living space. Yeah, sure. I turned around and went back to my place. I offered to let my husband move in with me if he wants them to have their own space. He won't because he's retired and likes where he is. So like I said, they're all mad at me. My husband, Trudy, her kids. Trudy's husband is the only one who understands my position. I will no longer agree to let them in my apartment, and I will also only move back once they leave. I don't think OP's the jerk here, but I do think OP's kind of letting the husband off the hook. I mean, they're letting the husband get away with that, move in with them, spend a few nights a week with them. You gotta make sure he stays experiencing that situation that he's trying to outright avoid. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my child-free friends they're cruel to me? I, 33-year-old female, was child-free and wanted to stay that way for most of my life, and all my friends are the same. My partner and I talked a lot about pros and cons of having kids and we both agreed I wouldn't abort if I ended up pregnant, but we won't actively work on kids. However, in the last year, we wanted kids more and more. First, we wanted to foster. Adoption is nearly impossible in our country, but then we sort of ended up pregnant. I'm due to give birth soon, and my friends are being jerks about it. I told them off and called them cruel, and they called me a selfish jerk. So, context, since I've been purposely child-free most of my life, I'm aware of the downsides of having kids. I personally think a lot of people are being unwise when they decide to have kids, and less population is generally better. 
but I never ever said it to someone's face, especially when they were expecting. One cannot know what are people's motives to have children or to not have children, and I never judged. Whether you have offsprings or not, it is completely irrelevant to me to see you as a person. When I got pregnant, I was delighted but scared, naturally. I'm an anxious person by nature, and I always talked through my things with friends who were always there for me. Until the topic centered around my pregnancy. For the past 7 months of pregnancy, every time I mentioned something bad relating to pregnancy like having nausea, back pain, insomnia, my friends jokingly said, well you got yourself into that crap, now suffer, haha. First it was a joke, but sometimes it gets really hard. And considering we always whine about something, one of the friends the other day literally cried because she missed the beginning of a movie in cinema and nobody said anything to her. I don't think me whining about discomfort of carrying a baby is too much. Lately, they've even upped the game saying stuff like, they won't come by our place when the baby is there. I mean, where should I put the baby? And saying stuff like, nice knowing you. Ah, now you won't be able to go to concert with us. Even though when the concert happens, the baby will be 7 months old and I have tickets and plan to go. One went so far to tell me that they don't even want to meet my baby. And that's when I lost it and called them all cruel. This resulted in backlash, calling me a selfish jerk because I decided to have kids and I shouldn't be imposing the kid on them. Thing is, I'm not imposing anything. The kid will simply be there and I never ever mentioned anything about them babysitting or looking after or in any way, shape or form being included in the baby's life. Just think I'm going through something life changing, whether it was my decision or not, and just don't want them to dump crap on me whenever I mention anything related to my pregnancy or baby. I don't know. They all made some bad decisions in their lives. We all did. And we were all there for each other. And this feels like I'm their personal landfill because of their own issues with natalism slash anti-natalism. Opinions? Their reactions are definitely ridiculous. It doesn't make much sense. You're not talking about bringing your baby to the concert. You're not talking about bringing your baby to any outings or whatnot. Sure, you're gonna have a baby. You probably can't hang out as much as you used to. But that was never a topic that Opie was bringing to the table. The fact that they're finding it impossible to be friends without bringing the baby into it somehow is understandably incredibly disconcerting for somebody like Opie. I mean, regardless, they should still be there for you as a friend, and I'm not saying that they should volunteer to help babysit. But like, why abandon or change or act like your friendship is totally different because now they're having a kid? Again, the only thing that really should change is just how frequent hangouts would probably be. Our next story is, am I the jerk for reminding my parents that my stepsister ruined our family's future? I grew up in a big blended family where we all consider ourselves siblings and I consider my stepmom my mom. All of us kids are close except for one, my stepsister Liana, fake name. My parents think it's just because she didn't grow up with the rest of us, but that it's fine and it's not. Yes, by the time she came to live with us, she was almost 18, but it's not because of that. It's because she cost the rest of us our futures. See, when she came to live with us, she had been independently homeschooled. She was said to be very smart, but testing revealed that she only had about a ninth grade education and no transferable credits. Neither our school or the public school were willing to place her above ninth grade. Since she was only about a month from turning 18, This would mean she would be in high school until after her 21st birthday and would more likely than not have to drop out anyway. The only other option was to have her get a GED, 
They were devastated, especially because she had an offer from family friends to get her into and through college if she did a specific program that she did have advanced education in. If she didn't graduate that year, they would question how bad it was and likely rescind the offer. The only other option was for her to get a GED which would force the family friend to rescind the offer even if they still wanted to help because she could never get accepted with a GED. My parents worried over this until someone they knew who was the admin of another private school offered to help out. They offered to enroll her as a senior and she could spend the year catching up. Provided they saw it in their hearts to give a donation of a course. Around $100,000 later, she graduated from an accredited high school and moved on to college. My family is just normal middle class, so paying that meant that the rest of us had to take out massive student loans, and my youngest siblings even had to switch to public school. My older brother got some help before this, but there wasn't a dime for the rest of us. My parents justify it by saying that they had to do it because it was their job to give all of their kids as close to an equal start to their lives as possible, and this was the only option to do that for her. My mom asked why we all have strained relationships with Liana, and it finally came out that, truthfully, we resent her for the huge financial load on us and the entire family that she caused. It's been 10 years and she's never even tried to apologize or make amends, and it's grating. Now my father says that my mom has fallen into a depression because nobody loves Liana but her, and that we weren't a family despite everything she's ever done. We are a family, just not with Liana. Are we really in the wrong? I mean, I get why, at least to some degree inside, you would be like, man, that sucks that I don't have any support from my parents for my future. But like, you have to understand why they did what they did, right? I mean, she was otherwise going to be really screwed, and it's not like it was her fault. And even the family doing this still wasn't her fault, it was a decision the parents made alone. You can't blame Liana for that and you can't drag Liana down for accepting that when it's offered to them, who when they've been treated badly enough that they've been independently homeschooled their whole life and then finally offered, here's your chance to graduate school and go to college and attempt to have your dreams, would not take that. The bottom line here is it's all misguided and I feel like it's misguided because they're afraid to say, essentially screw you to your parents for doing what they could to secure Liana a great potential future. It's easier to just hate and try to put all the blame on the person who accepted the help. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.